Secret Agent Month is coming to a close, so we're going to cap it all off with the thing that started it all. The reason we did Secret Agent Month. The reason we watched two really bad movies. Uh, that's right, we're going to be talking about Kingsman colon The Golden Circle. And by we, I mean Troy and his wife, because I did not get around to seeing it. What did they think? I don't know. I can't wait to find out on this very Joel-excluded edition of The Review. Review! Oh, hello, Agzai. Oh, fucking hell, bruv. <laughs> so, wait, wait, are we reviewing... Uh, uh, Oh, shit, what the hell is it called? <laughs> Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, I was trying to think of, like, something that uh, the dude that directed King Arthur did. <laughs> oh, Guy Pierce. Yeah. Oh. Every one of Guy Pierce's characters sound like that. <laughs> Fucking hell, bro. Oi. 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 Oh, Buster Typhon. Uh, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I'm going to be Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm going to be in for this segment and then not for the review. JT3K. In and out is what I always say. That's how I do it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Today, uh, we will be going over, and by will, I mean by the magic of editing, me and C. Danger will be going over Kingsman 2. Technology, it just makes you shake your head. It's the future, baby. It makes you shake your head and be like, (laughs) you can put that over here (laughs) and act like it happened later turns out you are busy i know and you got shit to do i got shit to do you You just can't be you just can't be gallivanting out watching movies all the time on, man when you get that movie pass thing and what do you do we're gonna use it i don't think so i don't even have it yet what i'm still waiting i'd be writing an angry letter well, they're not charging me for it yet, so I'm not going to be there. super angry about it yet. There you go. Well, I got something you should be angry about, JT. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Munn came out in a something to say, uh, uh, talk about the Dark Phoenix movie. Sounds like a typical Monday. Oh, got her. <laughs> Uh, Olivia Munn says something about the Dark Phoenix, blah, 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 and then end up saying it's a two-parter. So not only do we have possibly one, possibly being definite one Dark Phoenix movie, yeah, possibly two Dark Phoenix movies. Gotta make that money, baby. In the, in the X-Men, 20th Century Fox, Marvel franchise. Uh, you, I'm not excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more of like their one-offs as opposed to just more of the same... Please. ...story. Please. Of just, remember Cyclops? Remember <laughs> the group? The kids? Get the kids in there. Get them in there. Go get the kids. Get the kids. Oh, the kids are on another adventure. <laughs> one of them's one of them's being real mean. <laughs> and they're turning into a big firebird. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, drat. Uh, so that's disappointing. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll be good. They seem to be... Alternating in goodness. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll take one good one and then one okay one. If the okay one's first. Either way, we're probably going to see it. <sighs> You're right. <laughs> uh, but I got some news to pick you right back up, JT. Give it to me. Brian Cranston, already on a high note right now. Oh, man. Uh, he's considered to play a certain character in the Uncharted movie that is coming out featuring tom holland heard about this a lot of sources say it could be pointing towards sully yeah nathan drake's uh partner in crime you'd be a good sully i think you would be a good sully yeah i i don't really see tom holland as a nathan drake type character yeah but he's supposed to be a younger nathan drake that's true but i i I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of Tom Holland's acting prowess yet. Maybe he's got some range. But what yeah. do I know? I am just a simple man living in a small town, giving my big dumb opinions. It's true. Uh, said it right at the top of the show. I'm not lying. I give it right out there, right at the head of the show. I'm not lying. I'm just supplying my opinion. Beautiful. This poetry. Hire us <laughs> for something. Uh, but anyway, regardless of what I think of Tom Holland and Nathan Drake, I think Brian Cranston would make a great Sully. Oh, yeah. He, I can already see it. Oh, yeah. Just him, a gruff demeanor. I just, saw, I already saw, he's, I guess he's going to play a part in, like, the next Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. Yeah, I saw that in the, in the... He plays, like, a therapist or yeah. something, it looks like. Great. Great. And I was, uh, listening to something, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, they had like an ad for Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they were saying all of the characters are coming back. Oh, God. Like, all the greats. <laughs> so I'm like, yes. <laughs> Fucking uh, Bob Einstein's coming back. Uh, is that his name? Bob Einstein? Is that it? The guy that says uh, Larry's Funk not Kaiser. here. Funk, Yeah. That he couldn't, he's not here because he has to take a shit. Yeah. He's coming back. Jeff Green's <laughs> coming back. Cheryl's coming back. Leon's coming back. Uh, Ted Danson's coming back. Nice. It's going to be goddamn nice. great. Ugh. Can't wait Speaking for of it. Ted Danson, you need to jump in that good place. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about the good place. I know. It puts I'm, me in a bad place. I'm getting, I'm getting like antsy because it's like i've been seeing a bunch of commercials now where they're like ruining like the big twist of the first season where i'm like you just need to watch it so it's still a surprise i won't see those commercials okay i won't see them don't we worry okay it's good though uh tell you what jt tell you what wasn't good apparently the mist was not good bad news well is this that one on spike yep canceled all right well no one's really crying about better, that. Better, you should have caught it while you got it. You Didn't... still got that badass. You still got the badass Tom Jane version. That's right. Just like the Punisher. <laughs> That's right. Don't need the. Don't need a new Punisher. Nah. Got the badass Tom Jane version. That's right. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Everything that's out there in the world has a badass Tom Jane version of it. <laughs> that's right. And if you, I mean, Scarface. If you... Tom Jane's in the good Scarface. Yeah. A badass version of it. The one that didn't get released. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where it... Well, there's a copy of it. There's a copy don't, of it don't somewhere. Don't you worry about that. And it's badass. Yeah. More badass. More badass. Yeah. <laughs> and it stars Tom, Tom Jane. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> there's twice as much blow. 
Yeah. He holds two machine guns at the end. That's what I heard. Okay. And says, say hello to my little friends. Yep. And then they turn into actual people. Yeah. With they have machine guns. And then they have machine guns. And then he doesn't die. Guns on guns on guns. Yeah. He doesn't get blown away at the end. Because he's Tom James. He swallows the bullets like uh, the T-1000. Yep, and then spits him out like And the then mask. asks, have you seen this little boy? <laughs> and then it spills into the badass Tom Jane version of Terminator 2. It all bleeds together. <laughs> I mean, it's all great stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. He's so talented. He's versatile. He plays everything in it, too. He plays even the Linda Carter role. He does. <laughs> Doing those sweet pull-ups. That's right. Linda Hamilton role, not Linda Carter. Speaking of Linda Hamilton. No, Lin- Linda Carter stars in the Tom Jane version as Linda Hamilton. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're getting I, it, sorry. You get it too too confused. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry about that. But speaking of uh Linda Hamilton, James Cameron <laughs> went on a tirade. There's a very loose connection there, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it had to be said. Uh James Cameron uh Doubles down and weighs in again on his opinions of Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, so, about a month ago, he just said that, like, Wonder Woman's not so great. Like, uh, my, uh, uh, what's her, act, like, the character's name in the Terminator movie? Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor is a better female uh heroine than wonder woman um hmm. bottom line <laughs> pretty much that's what he said verbatim he's not a contest james <sighs> apparently it is but uh he went on to say this after people kept asking about it yeah uh he said this and i'm reading his quote yes i'll stand by that i mean she was miss israel And that she was wearing a kind of bustier costume that was very form-fitting. She's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. To me, that's not breaking ground. They had... uh, Linda Linda Hamilton is a gross bitch. (laughs) They had Rachel... a wife beater. Rachel Welch doing stuff like that in the 60s. Raquel? Yeah, whatever. Uh, It was all in the context of talking about why Sarah Connor, what Linda created in 1991 was, if not ahead of its time, at least a breakthrough in its time. I don't think it was really ahead of its time because we are still not uh, giving women these types of roles. Goes on to say, uh, Linda looked great. She just wasn't treated as a sex object. There was nothing sexual about her character. It was about angst. It was about will. It was about determination. She was crazy. She was complicated. She wasn't there to be liked or oogled, but she was essential to the audience, and they loved her by the end of the film. So as much as I applaud Patty directing a film and Hollywood uh, letting a woman direct a major action franchise, (laughs) I didn't think there was anything groundbreaking in Wonder Woman. I thought it was a good film, period. (laughs) Just shut up, James Cameron, <laughs> you fucking idiot. I, he's got that brain bubble. Oh, he's, no one still has emailed in to tell me what that is. Until somebody does, it's rickets. And I know it's not rickets. <laughs> I think the name of name of the disease is not rickets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I've got a bad case of the not rickets. Oh, I'm so not rickety. <laughs> but f- freaking A, James Cameron. You know, the more I listen to the Cracked Movie podcast, yeah. the less and less I like James Cameron. I know, because he always steps in on Catherine Bigelow's shit. <laughs> And that's been a very apparent this month when they're talking about Catherine Bigelow films. Yeah. And, like, I, ne- I guess I never really knew too much about him anyway. Yeah. But, Jesus, like, just fucking back off, I know, James he just Cameron. stepped in and produced, like, all of her shit, and then everyone was like, oh my gosh, James Cameron produced this, <laughs> while his wife directed it the entire thing. Now he has to chime in on shit. It's not even pertaining to him. I know. Get the fuck out of here. Listening back to I want to go back and watch Point Break now. I've never seen Point Break. Oh, my God. We need to find like a good themed month where we can watch Point Break. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll fit it in. We'll find it. We'll fit it in. We'll find it. Maybe we'll watch on President's Day. Oh, <laughs> what a fucking choice idea. Um, staying on the James Cameron train... The Avatar sequels, movies 2, 3, 4, and 5, yeah. God help us, are reportedly going to cost over $1 billion in total. I don't think that's a huge surprise. Uh, four movies. Each of them going to be, I guess, groundbreaking. Who knows? <laughs> They're going to go to the bottom of the ocean. They're still inventing technology for <laughs> them. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's not surprising that they'd cost over a billion dollars. I'm going to be surprised if they actually come out on time. Is he still trying to develop that 3D without glasses for him? Who knows? <laughs> I don't freaking know. Probably trying to have, like, aqua vision. Yeah. You have to be underwater to watch this. <laughs> They're going to fill the theater with water. That's and right. then you have to bring your own oxygen tank. You have to watch the bottom of the Marinara Trench. That's the, that's where Avatar 5 will be screened. Yes. Period. Terrible. Come on, James Watch Cameron. badass Cliff Curtis just haul ass. <laughs> uh, Godzilla 2's done filming. All right. That's it. Thinking about that. Did you find that in a YouTube thing where it's like... Godzilla 2, finished production, showing a director chair, being stomped on by a giant listener. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was it. That was what it was. All right. Uh, There was a a deleted scene in Spider-Man Homecoming, JT. Oh, no. That confirmed... Pivotal, Pivotal plot point? It was... Maybe for future movies, it was going to be a post credit scene okay. in where it comes back to Donald Glover's character webbed up to the trunk of his car, and lo and behold, a character named Miles Morales comes up and helps him out of his webbing to get to that ice cream in the trunk of his car. Therefore, confirming Miles Morales is alive in this universe. If that was one of the post credit sequences, I'd have been pissed. Me too. Because that would have been dumb as fuck. <laughs> they already dropped a decent enough hint. If yeah. you're not in the know, then you yeah. didn't even get Don't it. It doesn't matter. Care. And if you did get it, you're like, wow, what a nod. But that's like a total thing where like geeks would watch it and be like, 
you don't even know how cool this is. <laughs> well, they and already I would be did like, it anyway. Fucking Christ. They already did it anyway with just him saying, like, I got a nephew. That's it. Yeah, that's but enough. But it was subtle enough that yeah, it was where like, you don't even need to, need to know anything. But with that, like, people would be like, what? And then there'd be the geeks in the corner being like, I know. I get it. I know. Hey, <laughs> I know. You should ask me. Ask me. Ask me why it's cool. Ask me why. Why? Ask me. Ask me why it's. Ask me. Why ask is me this why it's cool. cool. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh. I got some walking dead news, JT. My next two bits are big. My next two bits. People die in the My next two things of news are of the two biggest things on television. The Walking Dead and another television show. First of all, The Walking Dead. Yes. AMC for season eight is letting them use the word fuck twice. (laughs) Stop the presses yes uh now they can only use the word twice in a season they can't use it twice in an episode so uh so it's like movies but elongated right so uh who knows people will be i thought at first the headline was just like I hope the first line of the season is fuck this fucker. <laughs> they just blow their wand <laughs> on the first thing. I hope so too now. That'd be amazing. But with uh, Negan coming in and they uh, are not having able to say that. If anyone doesn't know, Negan's uh, potty mouth is run rampant in the book. Yeah, They would hit those two F-bombs. In this first speech bubble. Yeah. His his verbal staple is the word fuck. Yes. <laughs> so uh, some people are applauding that they're uh, using this, even yeah. though it's only I know there's twice. a version of the uh, execution scene or like his monologue where they did do it like how it's in the book. Oh, yeah. Out there somewhere. Like they refilmed it where it's like exactly like how it is in the book mm. with the fucks in there. I wonder if it's like a DVD. I think it's extra. in the DVD. The David Day. David David Day. Get out of the Blu-ray. Abada. <laughs> so there you go. I thought this was just going to be like a uh, like a device to get more people to watch, which it kind of is, I guess. If you want to <laughs> hear two fucks. Fuck. But I at first I thought they were like just when gonna... South Park had them say shit fifty times. <laughs> it was like two hundred and something oh, yeah. times. Hi there, shitty shitty high five. <laughs> like at the end, Carvin's going yeah shit 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 shit. Oh my god, that was a great app. Because they have like a counter in the bottom, like counting all the shits. Me and Molly Pop are like going through South Park now, and it's by season two. Like I was dreading it because i thought that it was gonna suck all through the like through the first three or four seasons but it starts getting pretty good around season two yeah there's like a point i can't remember what season it is where they almost just do what's going on like currently yeah and like they started getting to the point where they would make 
an episode in like within a week's time. Right. They just make them week by week so they could like legit like make an episode about the results of the election that happened that Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And I liked it for that, but yeah. I've never gone back to watch it to see if like it stays relevant, you know, or else it's just like a time capsule. Yeah. So I don't know. You're up in the air. If you're going through it again, let me know. Okay. I'm like we're like halfway through season 2 right now. Okay. I yeah, I think the first few uh seasons are like evergreen because they don't really date themselves and anything no. like that. No. And I think yeah, and I think like that was where like Cause I remember like seeing like the the documentary on South Park. I can't remember the name of it, but it's if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's really fucking interesting. Like six days to air or something. Yeah, like that. six days to air. I think that's what it's called. Where like they show them make the season premiere of like one of their episodes, and it's like yeah, like by the beginning of the of the week till where when it airs, like they're constantly working on it, and <laughs> yeah. like yeah they they go from having nothing to a full-fledged episode within six days and yeah. it's insanity like they'll go three days without a concept yet yeah yeah <laughs> and you can just see all the animators sweating yeah like in their cubicles like once you see them in there and they're just all standing yeah. there with their arms crossed and we are just sweating yeah and like, are... trey parker's just like um yeah we could probably do this <laughs> And then just writes it all in a day and then gives it to the animators and just like, fuck! And they're just like, about ready to like drown themselves in a bucket of bleach. Yeah. I mean, they told, uh, I think they said in there that like there's been multiple times where they're like racing to Comedy Central with like a physical copy of whatever they need to air. Yeah, like hours before it's supposed to air, they have like someone, they have like an intern like running to their offices to give them the the final product. Nuts. Crazy. Only they could ever do that. Yeah. Um, my last bit of news, JT, is the other hottest show on television, The Big Bang Theory. Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, season 11 is airing now. I've and- seen, like, previews for that young Sheldon they have coming out. I've never wanted to punch a kid in the face more. Apparently, I think the first episode of that has already aired. And it has, like, some of the highest ratings for CBS. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I mean, I guess compared to Big Bang Theory. But one of the highest premieres, like, in recent history is Young Sheldon. fucking life, people. Anyway, uh, (laughs) CBS's Big Bang Theory for season 11 cost $7 million an episode just in actors' salaries alone. Yeah. And... Since season 11, some of the the big, I think like the big six actors in there have taken a pay cut to $900,000 an episode. Oh, bless their hearts. Because some of them were making over a million, like the big three were making over a million an episode. Oh my gosh. Such charitable heart. Right. Charitable people. So now I think like the big six are making $900,000 an episode, but there's 22 episodes a season. So, all of them are making $20 million a season. My God. The money. The money for this fucking show. Still, people to this day tell me I need to watch this show. Yeah. I remember I seeing, not. like... I seen, like, a hierarchy of stuff where... I remember um, seeing, like, Rick and Morty was, like, considered, like, the 
the dumb show for smart people, and then this, and then the Big Bang Theory was the smart show for dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Big Bang Theory, and my God, if you tell me to watch it one more time, anybody out there, yeah, you're getting the SmackDown. You're getting it. I don't know what the SmackDown is, but you're gonna get it. I don't fucking care about it and then like chuck Lorre's behind it and he always makes all that dumb shitty fucking sitcom stuff like two and a half men and he's the one behind like that uh disjointed which i guess is getting like terrible fucking reviews on netflix yeah like just totally ruining kathy bates god damn it god you can find a way to make kathy bates unbearable then that's talent (laughs) oh you should be put down Anyway, uh, that's all the news he I got. should be put down? <laughs> you end your news by unwillingly euthanizing <laughs> Chuck Lorre. I have no connection to Chuck Lorre. Put him down. <laughs> Take him to the farm. I don't care. Put him down. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Troy, I got some news on that. Oh my god. Tom Hardy Venom movie. That's right. They just added a possible leading lady Mm -hmm. to accompany Tom Hardy in this possibly destructive venture. (laughs) Michelle Williams has been added to the cast. Really? Of Venom. Jesus. Why is there so many A-list actors attaching themselves no to this idea. shit? No idea. No idea. Who the fuck? I'm second guessing this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> what in this movie is making people be like, yeah. Get me on this. I need to be on this right now. <laughs> I don't. It's insanity. What is happening I over don't... at Sony? <laughs> What is going on? They must be like, they must have found golden, like geese that are laying golden (laughs) eggs or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's It's insanity. Michelle Williams. Like she'll take like indie movies over some dog shit. And she's now she's in this. I don't know, man. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Blows my mind. But it happened. It's ha- it's happening. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Staying on that movie train, Troy. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Apparently, there's a rumor going around that they have an A-list actor cameo. I heard this rumor. In there. And it's pretty much... I feel like this is a second job, is to just be like, <laughs> random, random cameo. Yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. Is supposed to be have a small role in Thor Ragnarok. Rumored to have a small Rumored. role. Rumored. Yeah. I heard this was this was dropped on the Weekly Planet. And it was like somebody, I guess they don't know who this guy is, but he emailed in and said, like, I work on this set or whatever. I or I was in I don't know. Anyway, he said yeah, Matt Damon was on set. Well, uh, I was reading through the article. You know who broke it on the article that I wrote? Or that I read? What? That hashtag show. Get out of here! <laughs> Get 
Get out of here. That hashtag show. I saw it on there. They were like, according to that hashtag show. Get the fuck out of here. Where are they coming from? <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> I was like laughing way too long at that. <laughs> Ugh, Seriously, that, that hashtag show? Get out of here. Oh, my God. Anyways, Troy, a possible review that we're going to be having for next month. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Yes. Has been started started getting its uh, journey through the critics. Finally getting itself out there, and it's fairly positive. I've heard. Actually quite positive. I've heard. The words mind-blowing and masterpiece have been used in certain reviews for this already. Masterpiece? I've heard it was... I've been trying to separate myself from it. That, I'm not huge connected to, like, the Blade Runner franchise anyway. Yeah. But I have heard words of visually mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, they got Denis Villeneuve or whatever. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, he's helming it. Guy that did, uh, God damn it. Why can I never think of the name of that fucking Amy Adams movie? Arrival. Arrival. It's such a fucking blanket name for a fucking movie. But yeah, no, it's, it's him. That was good. Uh Even though I can never remember the name. Right. And I don't know. I'm curious to see it. All right. Everything that I've seen of it so far looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks visually good. I just, I've tried twice to watch Blade Runner, and both times I've fallen asleep. (laughs) Maybe third time's a charm. (sighs) Possible, possible uh, twofer. Yeah. For Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Or next month. We'll give it a shot. We're going to give it a shot. Give it the old college try. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a shot. <laughs> uh, Troy, those live versions of shit on oh, network TV yeah. right. are just still happening. too much. They're still happening. Uh, They're still coming up. They're God. still always coming up. Uh, one scheduled for Fox in 2019. Really? <laughs> <laughs> this is one's a little controversial, though. All right. They're talking about doing a live version of Rent. Oh, okay. On Fox in 2019. All right. It's a little controversial. Or like network television. Yeah. Would they have... What all would they have to censor? Because I'm not super familiar with Rent. I know what it's about. I don't know. but It's like a really controversial... First of all, like rent is kind of like of its time because it was like yeah. when AIDS was a really, really big thing right in the nineties. But yeah, it it deals a lot with AIDS and like uh but it could be also pretty uh like forward thinking. Like they do have like uh it does deal a lot with like the gay community and yeah. stuff like stuff of that nature. And uh but no, yeah, there's a lot of like drugs and like one of them's like a one of the people in there is like a prostitute, I think, or yeah. a stripper. Yeah, I think it's a prostitute. I don't know. I think it would be okay. Yeah. 
I think enough people know about it that it wouldn't be so shocking to see. Because it is quite old. Yeah. I think it'd be I don't think I I think it'd be okay, yeah. right? Did you ever see the movie for Rent? I uh, yeah, I did. But I it's I saw it once and that yeah. was about it. Yeah. And then that song from Rent that's the super popular one was all over the place. 525,600 <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> that was all over that year that movie came out and I was just sick of it. Yeah. And so I never saw it again. Remember the one thing that kept blowing my mind is that they have a they have a uh, character whose name is Tom Collins. <laughs> so then like I kept I had like this chicken or the egg scenario with myself all the time where I was like so did the drink come before him? <laughs> or was he made up because of the drink? Is this a chicken and egg scenario? I know. I was like all of like I I still have not looked it up yet to confirm or deny what it is. It's just a Schrodinger's thing at this yeah. point. Yeah, it, it could be both. It could be both. It could have happened at the exact same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I don't. I I kind of like the movie. It's not bad. Yeah, I remember liking it when I saw it, but I just don't remember much of anything about it. Yeah. We should do like a musical month or something. I that would be fun. I love watching musicals. I'm looking for every excuse in the world to go back and watch Singing in the Rain. So, oh my god. <laughs> Singing in the Rain is so good. Dude. I just watched it like a year and a half ago. Son of a bitch. There was like a night where uh, me and Molly Pop got super drunk and I was like on the verge of like going through Amazon and almost like rented it like I just feel like I need to watch it right now. <laughs> it's so good. Like, cause I, re- my mom had that on all the time when I was a kid, but I always only remembered the dance numbers and I never really re- knew what the plot was. And yeah. then uh, like a year and a half ago, I watched it from beginning to end and it's a great movie. It is fantastic. It is. It's probably one of the best movies I've ever yeah. seen. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's a musical comedy. And those three are probably, like, some of the best dancers to ever live. Yeah. yeah. Like, the way they move with each other, yeah. it's like, how are you not just one person controlling three bodies? Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like they're walking on air. No shit. They're amazing. But, yeah, I would love to do a musical. If, oh, fuck. Yeah. Musical month. That'd be fucking we gotta find. We got to find it. Yeah. We find, a find, slow find a it slow month. It probably won't be up until like next year at this oh, point. Yeah. But it's got to happen. I would love just to do Singing in the Rain. I would do a whole month about music. God damn it. I thought you were going to say I would do a whole month about Singing in the Rain. <laughs> yeah. Just watch it four times. <laughs> just love it even more each time. <laughs> That's what we're going to do for next season. Watch Singing in the Rain 52 times. <laughs> <laughs> To the point where we're just like, look, it's it's not worth it once you get past the 31st time. I mean, it's a good movie, but I can't watch it anymore. This is kind of on the same topic. Did you ever listen to the Worst Idea of All Time podcast? Yeah, I listened to, uh, I think I tried listening to like their first episode for the Sex and the City 2 one, but I was kind of too far gone from their inside jokes from like their first season. Oh, sure. I listened to almost all the first season, and I missed, like, the last five episodes, because I think it went behind a pay window, like, as I discovered it or something. 
But yeah, they watched Grown Ups 2 for yeah. the first season. And just the insanity <laughs> at one point where they break and they're just trying to find great part, little great parts in it is like my favorite part of the show. It's like, because it'd be like something like, there's like a background character in this scene and he like gives a really funny look and that just made the whole movie for me this time. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that happening. <laughs> anyway, that's a, another. There's show. so many times I'll watch movies that are so terrible that I'll just look up for something in the background and I'm just like, I don't know why, but it's, this is starting to make it for me now. <laughs> look at that guy just overacting like shit in the back. It's just amazing. <laughs> oh, shit. Want to grab me a random one of those Potosis over there? I'll have you have to try that check style. Check style. Um, Troy Underworld. Yes. Apparently, all of those movies have uh, finally come and gone. But uh, word on the sure? street until next year, they announce another one. Word on the street is that they're actually going to come to TV with a quote more adult reboot. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Kate Beckinsale in it. No, I don't think it's... I think they're going to reboot it, so it's going to, like, restart from the beginning. Like, I, I maybe actually focus more on the... Like, the material for it, maybe? I, pfft, this is news to me. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Listen. But I, I think, like, the whole vampire werewolf thing has kind of come and gone. It's been gone. Yeah. Like, the only thing now to do that would be any thing entertaining about it would be a parody of it yeah and even then you got to do it right like what we do in the shadows like that's what the kind of thing i'm talking about yeah like it was a vampire movie that came out last year or whatever mm-hmm. but a, a just a parody of all vampire things <laughs> yeah and there's, something completely its own yeah there's not much else you can do with it that will be like that's groundbreaking right i don't care like i liked i liked the first one when it came out yeah and i probably would still think it's okay to go back and watch it very of its time very post matrix i remember going to see what was the one where they did like the whole like where it was like the prequel where they go all the way back to like when the war started. It was like the fourth one or something yeah. like that. I want to say I saw that with you or Dinosaur Neil. I remember seeing that too. I think we all went. Yeah. And I was like, that wasn't bad. I Yeah, right? Because we le- all left expecting to hate yeah, it. Yeah, like I thought it was going to be a big piece of shit. And, and then like, we like, oh, that was That was okay. actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> was I supposed to not like this? Because <laughs> yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was okay. Who knows? But uh, the second one, I do not like. And I don't even know if I've seen the third one. I've seen the fourth one. I remember remember randomly seeing the one where her and, like, the half-vampire werewolf guy fuck each other in a car. That's the second one. Okay. That one's no good. Okay. Then he, like, dies. In the second one. Yeah, he, like, dies, like, halfway through. Like, not even, like, halfway through. Like, nah. super early. Yeah. The only like, the only person anyone wanted to see is him, and he dies. Yeah, like, he, he they built him up as, like, he's, like, this huge, this ultimate vampire werewolf hybrid, and then he dies. Not even halfway through the movie. Total horseshit, man. That's, whole, when it was, that's when the franchise started going yeah. downhill. It's a whole newt 
scenario where they just kill him off. Total bullshit, man. Bullshit. Total bullshit. What were we talking about? Underworld. TV. Underworld. TV. Bullshit. Probably bullshit. <laughs> uh, Troy, I got some It. Chapter 2 Oh, news. God. Okay. Uh, they finally released the date for the sequel. Okay. September 6th, 2019. All right. Sept. Sept 6. Yes. Really curious to see what you would think of the It that came out. I'll catch it on video. Okay. I'll rent it, maybe. I liked it. Yeah. It was pretty good. That's kind of a consensus of everybody. Yeah. A lot of people are, like, telling... Because I'm, like... I'm not in a big rush to see it. I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, whatever. If you jerk <laughs> off to Stephen King, that's fine. I, it, it's not my thing. But, uh... Everyone keeps telling me, Do you like Stranger Things? Like yeah, I like Stranger Things. Well, you're gonna love it. I'm like yeah, maybe. <laughs> doesn't still doesn't seem the same. Maybe the same feel, but it's not the same thing, right? Am I right? Am I wrong to think this? I don't know. Yeah. It's, oh my god. It's got a very Stranger Things vibe, but I feel like this movie comes out more as it comes out more as along the lines of like. The first scene of the movie, like, lets you know, like, oh, we can, we're gonna fucking kill kids. Right. Don't worry. Right. Kids are dying tonight. Oh, right. Right. Or you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, okay. Whereas in Stranger Things, it's like, they're not gonna die. They're fine. It's a, it's a, it's a suspenseful scene, but they're not gonna die. <clears throat> All right. I'll catch it. No, yeah, it was decent. I liked it. All right. Uh, Troy, I got some news on Mother! 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 great <laughs> uh, uh it's, it's been a lot of people have been very uh downtrodden on it saying yeah. that it's very pretentious yes and uh of course darren aronofsky silencing the critics <laughs> by saying that he's thinking of turning it into an opera <laughs> i i did see this news and i'm like you know what wow he's really leaning into it and i love it yeah <laughs> 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 I think I even like saw something where they interviewed him about it, about why people are turning against it so bad. And he, I think he almost comes out and says that it's because America's too dumb to get it. <laughs> get out of and here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. After uh, I heard you talk about it a little bit, um, I listened to a few other reviews of it because I'll never get to see it till I'll rent it or whatever. Yeah. And I'm really I really want to know, because I, I will watch this, because I, yeah. I want my opinion on it. Oh, yeah. I And I want to know where I fall. for your opinion on I it. I want to know where I fall, because I feel like I could go either way, For because I respect your opinion. Yeah. But I also usually fall in line with some other guys, too. Yeah. And they're all over the place, too. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to fall. And I can even see this being a movie where, like, you can... Where I can even see people being like, you can see where he's going with it and still being like, man, that's some, some pretentious ass shit. <laughs> like, why? Like, I can see what you're doing here, but you didn't have to go that far with it. Sure. Yeah. I, I know what happens in the movie, but I'm not going to spoil it for yeah. like people who want to still see it. But yeah. I had it fully spoiled for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I <sighs> That's a I, shame. I know. I didn't want it to, but like... 
I just kept listening. Yeah. And then they're like, they kept go. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, but I, I, I get that's not gonna ruin the whole thing for me. I don't think. Okay. Because I want to see how it's like given to me as oh, yeah. a film. Oh, don't worry. I'm. I'm going to probably have Kingsman spoiled for me because I'm going to listen to this whole thing tomorrow because I have nothing else to listen to at work tomorrow. Okay. So I don't give a shit. All right. Good. But no, I, even if it is ruined for you, I think just watching it kind of, it's it's worth the experience. Yeah. I feel like, the reason I like it is because I feel like he tells like, he tells like the same, like a, a full-fledged story, but you can almost kind of take it and like, two or three different ways because mm. i remember like watching where i'm like okay it's either an allegory for this or it's kind of like a, a really extreme way of commenting on this and the whole way through the movie even after it was over i was like shit it works for both <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna try so i like i like it all right but well, there you go mother mother opera mother <laughs> Make it an opera. Make it an opera, damn it. Do it, Darren. God damn it, Darren. Uh, so, yeah, that's all my news. Great. Well, uh, you better load up that bits theme. Okay. All right. This one will shock you. Shit. This one's a big one. Really? Yes. Maybe I... I want to say I don't know if there's any bits, but I can't. I might have seen someone died this week, but I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. All right. Well, Neil, play us in way longer than you need to. <laughs> For this, there you go. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. I'm genuinely curious on who died. And, uh... Yeah. It's big. It's a big one. Well, we can't talk about it yet until Neil's done playing his fucking bass guitar. <laughs> Good job, Neil. All right, here we go. <laughs> Great theme. Great. Th- it's don't get us get don't get us wrong. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantastic theme. Tad on the long end. A little bit, but uh, yeah, but otherwise it's good. It's good. Uh, my bit is a big one, JT. It happened today, recording September 27th, Hugh Hefner died at Holy 91 years old. shit! Told you it was a big one. See Danger, when she went up to bed, texted me but right as we were recording and said, Hugh Hefner died at 91. God. And I was like, what? That's Damn. not real. And I was looking it up as we were starting the show, and it, he died in his home. <sighs> At 91 years old, Man. can only assume by raucous sex. One can only hope. <laughs> if you don't know who Hugh Hefner is, then you've lived you're on You're an Earth, idiot. Then you're a, a fucking moron. Yeah. Or but a nun or something. Even then, you've I, there's a reason you have to be a nun, because you saw Playboy too early in your life yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually... I want to go back and, and finish it. There's actually a really interesting thing on Amazon... Called American Playboy. Yeah. But I, I don't like how it's formatted because they do a lot of... They cast somebody to play Hugh Hefner and do a lot of dramatizations. Yeah. Which kind of takes me out of it. I'm more into when they actually show the actual footage of stuff. Okay. But 
it was still really interesting. I, I, never, I don't know a whole lot about Hugh Hefner. So, like, the two or three episodes that I saw of it were really interesting. When uh, he had his, uh, what is it called, like, Girls Next Door or whatever. It was the show yeah. where he dated those three chicks or whatever. Like, the that was, like, the height of his new popularity, I guess. Yeah. There was more things out about him. And I think I saw, like, a doc about him then. Yeah. And he really, it was a very interesting. Well, a life. lot of people kind of, like downcast him because they just think of him as this big pervert like that just loves see- yeah, yeah just yeah. loves like looking at naked chicks and shit but not a lot of people know he invented the Q&A yeah like he uh like the magazine Q&A he invented that yeah and he, he uh also had I, when I read um this the dirt sheets of Marvel Comics or whatever he almost I think he passed up on buying Marvel Comics when they were in bankruptcy or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. Something weird. Anyway, and uh, out of all of the, like, girly magazines out there, this yeah. one was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Like, this one actually had people who would want to write articles. Like, yeah. real articles for, you And it know? didn't have, like, especially, like, it was probably one of the first magazines to present women in that form but then it never really went down to like hustler style where they were like yeah you never got fucking, saw inside yeah. of them yeah like they didn't like, they didn't like fucking have like gynecological <laughs> gynecological <laughs> type fucking right like spreads or anything like it was actually it's still they still stayed pretty tasteful throughout the years right yeah they don't know spreading their buttholes open or god anything like damn that. it some of that shit <laughs> <laughs> is bad. Like I remember, my dad had a hustler that I like stumbled upon when I was a kid. Like that just, he just like hid at hidden in his room and just and like even you. as like yeah even as a kid I was like this is what women are <laughs> <laughs> like I was like blown away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Hugh Hefner died at ninety one. It it's so recent that I don't know why, but I mean he was ninety one. And he yeah. probably and I heard he was heart. he was his health was failing for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Didn't like he put the Playboy Mansion up for sale, but one of the caveats to it is like he got to live the rest of his life in it. Maybe if somebody bought it. Oh, like a like an Ozarks type scenario. <laughs> yeah, exactly like an Ozark type scenario. <laughs> Even like the parts where he walks around butt naked. <laughs> That could be a thing. God, that grotto has got to have so much semen, bodily fluids <laughs> in general. Check those drains because <laughs> they cannot be working properly. Uh. Anyway, Hugh Hefner, uh, many people will miss you. Some will not, but you're a huge. I'll miss you. You're you're a hero. You're a huge contribution to American pop culture. Oh yeah, for the sure. world's pop culture at this point. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, that leads us into, you know, you know, it's done. It's done. Great. The trailers of the week, JT. I got one. Got. Let me see how many I have. Oh my god! You already know you have more than one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You're a fiend. On that trailer. A fiend. Uh, well, I have quite a few, but there's only two that I watched. I'll just say that the two that I watched. Okay. 
Uh, I have one. I'll go if you have it. Chime in. Okay. Classic routine we got going on. Of course. Um, I have uh, a new movie starring Natalie Portman. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I uh, apparently is based on a novel, but I have never heard of it before. Yeah. And just, I have no idea what to expect I know. from this movie. And I love it. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like, almost like Arrival meets, I don't even kinda know. like Arrival meets Predator, because it seems like they go into like the jungle and shit. And there's like this, I don't know, there's like a bunch of like weird wildlife for no reason. Yeah, it's like this almost like weird technicolor curtain that they almost pass through. Yeah. And it's... Like some weird alien type, but really familiar type world. Yeah, and they even like show them like interrogating her about it, and she's even like, I don't know what the fuck I just saw. Yeah, it's like a rival meets contact or something like that. But maybe not just to deal with aliens at all. Like, I have no idea. It's out there. I'm curious. Yeah, and is Oscar Isaac in this too? Was he in that? I don't. No, I want to say I saw Jake Gyllenhaal, but I don't think it was him. Mm. There's either one of those two exotic looking men (laughs) (laughs) in this movie with Natalie Portman. So, uh, yeah, I, I really have no idea how to explain it other than like, she looks like she's a soldier and is assigned to go into this weird, I don't know, dimension or part of the world where... Something is completely different, and like, I I I don't know. See it for yourself, but I don't. I, it intrigues the shit out of me. Is why I'm, I'm saying. spellbound. Yes, I am curious. C- curious as a cat. I am piqued at cat-like curiosity for this movie. Hot damn it! Hot damn it! Hot damn it! <laughs> What's your other trailer? Oh, uh, the other one that I have, Troy. I saw one. For <clears throat> Netflix is coming out with a movie called Cannibal. Now listen to this crazy fucking cast. Okay. Uh, Keanu Reeves. All right. Jim Carrey. Okay. And Jason Momoa. <laughs> that is quite an ensemble. Yeah. And they're just like this weird cannibal cult that hangs out in like the desert. And then, like, they <laughs> capture this woman and, like, eat her. The end? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But I don't know. Like, it looks like they, like, eat a part of her and then she, like, becomes part of the cult. Huh. All right. I'm intri- I'm just intrigued that Jim Carrey's in a movie. Yeah. So I will probably see the shit out of this. Yeah. It looks crazy. Good. Good, good. Good, good, good. Come on, Jim Carrey. Give me something weird. Give me something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I didn't see the trailer for it, though, but also HBO is doing a documentary on Steven Spielberg. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. I didn't. They had the trailer up, but I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But it, I'm I'm for it. Yeah. I want to see more. I guess they go really in-depth into Jaws and how it like almost fucking... It was like a make-or-break film for him all right because it was like it was such a fucked up production (laughs) and like almost bankrupted him in the studio that he was working for jesus but it became the biggest movie ever made amazing i'm i'm into that yeah check that out 
well, JT, this is where I bid you adieu. Oh, yeah. And uh, I will bring in Sea Danger through the magic of computer editing software. Yes. And we are going to discuss Kingsman the Golden Circle. Yes. I cannot wait to go back and listen to this whole show for that review. Great. Because I will not be here for that because it already happened. <laughs> it did. <laughs> In the past. And here we are with our Kingsman 2, the Golden Circle review. Uh, through the magic of editing and the future. Mostly the future. <laughs> my lovely wife, C. Danger, is Ayo. going to be joining us. And my us, I mean me, <laughs> on this Golden Circle review. See danger. Seems like we're the only people who saw it <laughs> around these parts. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked. Uh, JT3K really dropped the ball. He really did. I <laughs> couldn't emphasize that more. He's usually the first one to the movie theater and conveniently was just doing his thing. And what's not up with... <laughs> at the movie theater. <laughs> what's up with that movie pass now, punk? Yeah, the only person I know who bought that. Just a load of crap. Yeah. But I'm happy to fill in. Well, thank you so for much. For this Frankenstein episode. I like to think of myself the best parts of said Frankenstein, and Joel would be the crotch. The worst parts the of crotch, the Frankenstein? The crotch and feet will be here later. The uh, bolt rot yeah. of the Frankenstein? Yes. Uh, well, before we get into uh, the review, let me give you some tea facts. Oh. See danger. Hit me with it. Uh <laughs> Golden Circle came out September 22nd, 2017, had a budget of $104 million. Ugh, pocket change. Pocket change. Domestically, so far as of the 26th, it's made $45.5 million. So not earning its money back yet. Worldwide, oh, here it it's is. made $104.2 million, so okay. it has broke even. But with marketing costs and all that stuff, it probably it still has a bit to go. There's no way. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a set of 50%. I uh, saw that. I Googled it before we came in here. Certified rotten. Oh. Yeah. Well, Ooh. anything below a 60 is rotten. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, IMDb has it at a 7.3 out of 10. A little higher. About a uh, C, I would have to say. Hmm. Solid C. Uh, RogerEbert.com has it at a zero out of four stars. Didn't he die? Yeah, but his, He's dead, his right? website lives yeah. on. <laughs> okay, well, I don't trust his website. Let's just put that out there. And Koimoy.com. Coitus. <laughs> has it at a 3.5 out of five stars, which is some Bollywood um, site. Sorry, Bollywood. And with my Coitus reference. <laughs> Might as well throwing shade at the Indian people. <laughs> no, aren't I'm you? not. I just took it back because of that. <laughs> All right, that's our one blaming somebody at being racist joke that we've done. Joel's not here to corner. <laughs> Maybe I can throw more on Joel previous in this episode. Yeah, let's find out through the magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> what he said before this. <laughs> Um, I got a little more facts. Uh, I almost called you JT. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I knew I'd come oh, in here. shit. Just like any other time I'm on the podcast and you two stare into each other's eyes and say, in the news, in other news. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm my... sitting right here, damn it. I'm invisible. Well, I got more news. Sea okay, Dange. I'll take, oh, Dange. <laughs> this sounds like Mange. Sea Dange. Sea Mange. CD. Uh what? I keep banging this 
GB clipboard. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, we're sitting in opposites. I'm in JT's well, seat right now. This is how it has to be. This is what happens and when you're JT sitting in my hot spot. has plans and God, doesn't I'm, see I'm, said movie. I'm all up in arms about Flustered. this. It's actually the number three highest R-rated release of all time. What? Number three. Now, when I say widest release, it doesn't mean it's the highest grossing or anything. I was going to say, I'm like, It wow. means it's the it's shown in the most theaters. Oh, okay. So Can some you... weird niche fact. Niche. <laughs> niche. Yes, it is niche. Uh, but can you guess what uh, the number one highest um, released R-rated film is? Give me the uh, decade. This. I was going to say Debbie Does Dallas, but clearly <laughs> that's, that's... not even rated R. That is triple PG? X, baby. Oh, all right. Uh, it? You would be correct with it. At... The loudest gulp of beer. <laughs> I couldn't pick it up on the mics, but I think I picked it up me setting down Woo! the beer. Yeah, it is just killing it. Is at number... it. <laughs> it is at number one with at a 4,148 theater release on its opening weekend uh number three with the golden circle released in 4003 theaters what was number two number what decade this damn it (laughs) this decade rated r oh crap i feel like i know this was it recently it's this year god i know it (sighs) rated r it it's superhero deadpool no, but you're on the right track. Uh, what's another rated R superhero? It's about the only other one. <laughs> rated R. I know this. You're, ki- you're going to kick yourself. I am going to kick myself. What is it? Logan. Damn it. <laughs> God, just kicked myself Go under the table. kicking yourself. Kicking self in ass. That came out in 4,071 theaters. That was so close. Uh, another fact that this cast, uh, whether whatever you think about them or not. Which I like. Um, Spoiler. Has five Oscar winners a part of it. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Could you name five of them? Jeff Bridges. Yes. uh, Colin Firth. Yes. Um, uh, Julianne Moore. Yes. So that's what, three? That's three. Um, One of them's a wild card. Crap. Is it an actor? Like, that's what their Oscar's for? Um, one more is an actor, and the other one probably got it through music. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, balls. <laughs> oh, Channing Tatum? Does no, not, not an, an actor. Not, well, is no. an actor. Sorry, not an Oscar-winning <laughs> not actor. Not acclaimed. Yet. Uh, There's still time, Channing. Halle Berry? Yes. And the other one's music? Probably. Probably. I'm thinking so. Man or woman? Man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, were they a big part of it? Uh, no. Uh, I'm just going to take the easy out. What is it? Oh, the easy out is me telling you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elton John. Oh. He is it. a part of this movie. I didn't know he won an Oscar. Minor spoilers. I think everyone knows he's in it by now. Candle in the Wind? Is that what he got there? I think he won it for Lion King. That would be the better guess. Yeah. Candle in the Wind was for Princess Diana's I know. death. I was trying to think if he used it for anything else. <laughs> no, nope, you know, just multi, a sad multi-purpose. royal death. Well, you know, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, 
the original cut of this movie was originally 80 minutes longer. Oh, my goodness. The runtime now is already two hours, 21 minutes. Why? (laughs) That is a good point. Hmm. Uh, I'll get into that as we uh, move along. Um, It's it's actually the first movie since 2009 that Jeff Bridges did not have facial hair. Or bad teeth or like a weird, uh, you know, 1800s traveler look. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Side note, he is in an ad for its... uh, it's either Lyft or um, Uber, Uber at, where he's in a covered wagon and talking about oh, really? as to how you get there. And I'm like, how many times? Are you sure it's him or is, yes. it Kurt, or is it Kurt Russell? No, it's totally Jeff Bridges. Okay. And I saw it and I'm like, God, he really loves being like an old prospector sheriff type. And because... he's just like riding along <laughs> like, it's not, da, 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 it's how you get there. Yeah. The last like 10 years, maybe even the last Ugh. five years, I've been confusing Jeff Bridges and Kurt Russell because that, they've been playing the same part for yeah, like the last couple of years. I don't even like look up. They don't kind look like when they got the big bushy beard and mustache. I don't know. All right, maybe that was a stretch. It's a stretch. Viewers, tell us what you well, think. What? Listeners, tell us what you think. <laughs> also, John Denver is a big part of this movie. He's not in it, but like his song "Country Road" is oh, all yeah. over this movie. And it was a big moment when you hear it. It's poignant. I didn't realize that's a John Denver song. It is. And they set it up in the very beginning. Well, close to the beginning. But we'll get to that. Come on, let's get to it. Well, let's do get what to it. Is Chelsea, next? without spoiling, <laughs> this oh, is what I usually great. said on Joel. What happened in Kingsman 2 The Golden How Circle? How am I supposed to do that? Without Just give us a brief. Some fighting. No. <laughs> an illusion <laughs> of <laughs> anal. <laughs> give us uh, what happened in the movie without spoiling it. Uh, like a, what would what would the back of the novel read as? Um, the VHS back. This is like the trickiest pop quiz. Yeah, Joel really is awesome at it. Is he? No. Oh, well, <laughs> sometimes. At least I can fill those shoes. Uh, I guess it's well, it's a spy film, right? Espionage. You're on the right track. You're Maybe. doing good. Uh, real hot dude named Eggsy. Hot dude. Real beefcake. All right. <laughs> Easy to get now. Uh, saving the world, man. Oh, uh, might get anal from his girlfriend. Man, you are doing a bang up job. <laughs> this is great stuff. <laughs> I just really want to give it Joel's justice. Uh, so far, you're doing just about as good as there's he like does. drugs and stuff, right? And a redhead. Yes. And. Uh, a secret hideout that I thought was in South America until I re- realized it was in like Asia way late in the movie. Not relevant, but was it in Asia? Yeah, oh. it was in Mongolia. But it looks oh, like the jungles yeah. of South America. So I, by the time I realized it was Mongolia, I'm like, wow, brain. Hey, why don't you back up from that mic a little bit? Sorry, you I'm are so excited. Swallowing that thing. Ugh. <laughs> uh, there's like some explosions. Really great suits. Great uh, stuffed dog. Uh, yes. Uh, Listen, we can go into some other things if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Great job. You did a good job. That's for you, Joel. That's for you. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, as you said, Eggsy, spy, espionage. Totally thought you were going to say, as you said, anal. <laughs> uh, is uh, coming back. To Kingsman, the Secret Service Agency of the United Kingdom. Yep. Um, back just 
But coming back from the what you see in the very beginning, um, the opening uh, action scene oh, yeah. is the one of the losers from the first Kingsman movie. Are um, we spoiling stuff? Can I spoil? In a minute. Oh, We will okay. get there. Well, We're going to build up to the end when we can spoil uh, things. Letting it a bit to Have you ever listened it. to the show? Yeah, I have sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so th- I thought that was a cool aspect of yeah. tying the two movies together. It would be cool, like, if you watched the first movie, I don't know, sometime closer to viewing the second one. Because I felt right. like that, even that intro, it took me, like, longer in my head to figure out who that guy was. Than, yeah, I, if they wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have uh, Said it, mentioned it, I, I probably, wouldn't have yeah. known either. You'd almost have to have watched it right before you went just to get it fresh. Yeah. Or be a super fan, which neither of us are. Fan, not super fan. Not super, uh, yeah. Yeah. The opening action scene goes off. Big, huge thing to start the movie and uh, ends up getting back to Kingsman headquarters and off to a dinner to meet his girlfriend, which is, if you've seen the first one, the <laughs> princess of Sweden. Yeah, I think it's Sweden. Uh, there you go. Just a little meet up with her and then go to one of his friend's birthdays or whatever. Yes, That's where he's like is. just in his homeboy like, oh, gear. Oh, I can't I can't do drugs or drink. I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> or Ooh. whatever it is. That's kind of <laughs> how he sounds, right? Um he's he's almost so British though that sometimes I can't understand what he's saying. You're really pretty. They go into way hard Brit mode. Yeah, when he's like in street mode. Yeah. When he's like not proper. Okay, whatever, bruv. I can't Okay, fuck it. I understand what you're saying, bro. Can we just talk about how delicious I was? I guess. I yeah. guess that's... I feel like if that's like the the way Americans speak Southern when they're trying to in, like insult like an intelligence. You know what I mean? Is that making sense? I feel like he is act like... I don't think he was trying to insult anything, I'm I not, think. I know, but like he's like... Like it sounds like the lower class It's like, just like accent. a different thing. All right, whatever. And a different accent, sorry. My brain is mush, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, so, uh, moving on, the he gets uh, invited to go to a date to see his GF's parents, where things start going a bit awry. Yeah. When the main antagonist of the movie sets forth a trap. Where many, many missiles destroy all of the Kingsmen everywhere, except for Eggsy, who is elsewhere. Uh-huh. And you'll find out Merlin did not get it, who is Mark Strong, because he was off. Or he, what, no, what was his, his address wasn't on the same list as the agents. Right, because he's just a staff member, not an agent. I think yeah. that's what the line he said so or they, something like that. So they He don't was care. like, well, I guess I don't care about staff. Yeah, and so the shit about them. So the Kingsmen are no more, and so they so need think. to uh, require the help of some other agents, the Statesmen, the Kingsmen of America. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. So Pretty they much head off there and go for a raucous adventure, which they didn't know existed, which I thought was interesting. Right, it was in their like, uh, what was it, emergency plan? There was some vault, and they. All it is is like a bottle of whiskey, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I guess drink whiskey. This must be uh, upper class's idea of a joke," right. which I thought was pretty, actually, a pretty good line. Right. And then had no idea that that even existed, which I thought was cool. Right. 
Um, so this is all like the first act of the movie, not huge, heavy spoilers. This is how they get to America and how things get to going. Gets, um, but before intense. we get into spoiler stuff, ah, they, let, <laughs> I love what? a good spoiler. Um, Julianne Moore is the main bad guy in this uh-huh. bad lady. I, I would should say. say bad girl, um, bad gal, uh, without giving too much away. What did you think of Julianne Moore's the, uh. Nemesis. I thought the the premise of why she was bad was interesting and uh, kind of the storyline behind it. But sometimes I felt like her performance was hit or miss. And not because mm, of her yeah. acting skills, but I don't know. Maybe it was the way it was written or the character was crafted. It just kind of was lukewarm. That was one of the only lukewarm parts of the movie for me. But mm. I liked the the reasoning behind it and how it like tied in with the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm right with you on there. I like, I liked Julie. I would like Julianne Moore to be in that role of the evil, like drug dealer overlord kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. But it was a little kooky. Like, it was. Little... And I don't know if it all landed for me. No. Um, like being in Mongolia and an ancient ruin, but everything's like fifties themed, which was weird. Yeah. I don't know. You it can see that from like the trailer 50. when it kind of like zooms into this weird, like, Almost 50s nostalgia. Like a diner and yeah. all this. And I don't That's know. That's like our headquarters. Anyway, um, we'll get into more of like her what her master plan was when we start spoiling I thought it was things. actually a pretty good idea for like a villain. I, I don't I know. know. I thought it, with today's like like climate and culture, I don't know, it it kind of like fit in. Like it, yeah. like it could be believable, like somebody could figure out how to do something like that. And I'm not saying like totally believable, but it wasn't like so far fetched that you couldn't see it being real. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the actual statesmen when they um, got there? I didn't like their code names. I thought they were too like kitschy. Oh yeah. Considering they the, make alcohol. Yeah, the Kingsmen all have like Knights of the Round Table names, yeah. and all the statesmen have different. Like, types of liquor which i thought was just kind of like weird like they could have done something maybe like uh if it tied in with liquor but do it in more of like an obscure like sophisticated way and instead it was like tequila ginger ale whiskey and i'm just like really i thought they were gonna go with more like american here like pecos bill or like yeah something but like it just made i don't know it just seems silly on the americans part but i did like that they made whiskey I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, how the whole thing's set in a distillery. And that's how they make their money and kind of cover up that they're like a secret intelligence operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Want to just get into some spoilers now? I live to spoil. <laughs> Good flipping deal. <laughs> I love it. So um, let's talk about Julianne Moore and the whole Ugh. plot of what she was going to do. Cause- Drag me right into the mush. <laughs> Right out the gate. So as we said, like, uh, I we feel like she could have been good at this role, like, if it was maybe written differently, or maybe she played it differently. I can't tell which one it was. I Some of her lines were intentionally cheesy, and I thought that was kind of stupid, considering she's like this criminal mastermind, right. this drug lord. And, like, if this were... If you if this was like reality and she really had this grown this like empire, right? Obviously she's really smart, and she's doing it all herself. And she explains that that she has to like be in hiding and she wants to be famous and right. compares like hardcore drugs how that's outlawed outlawed by the government, but alcohol and tobacco aren't. 
right. and how she would be the celebrity and like basically the mind of a CEO. They keep mentioning that. That was kind of interesting. But then they like give her all these weird, like she tells like bad dad jokes <laughs> and no one laughs. Like yeah. I feel like nobody laughs. And Except I'm just for like. Except those two goons that were in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, spoiler, they sucked. <laughs> but they, uh, she, and like she had that 50s diner thing. And I get like the movie is kind of outlandish anyway. Right. But you like hear her plan and it's a narration of her and it's like zooming in through the jungle. And then it's about like, she's like, can you believe this ancient ruin was never found and I'm hiding out there and da da da. And, and then you see it and she like built this fifties diner and uh, like, like a malt shop and salon and yeah. And a theater, boutique and a bowling, bowling alley. alley. And it's like, but it's built into these ancient ruins and it just feels weird. Like, what art director got that pass? Like, what crew were they just like high one night and they're like, wouldn't this be crazy? Or they picked it out of a hat. I'm like, of all things you could have done, it just seemed weird. Uh, and then she yeah. had like really, really high tech animatronics there mixed with like goon yeah. henchmen. And she I kept didn't... talking about how you can't, like, her whole thing starts out showing how evil she is, like, testing. Um, a new guy who one of her other henchmen brought in and he's like yeah yeah you can trust him and something and she doesn't even say what he did the the original guy who's bringing this guy in but she's like he was bad and she's in the diner and uh like has an apron on like she's gonna cook for them and she has the new guy who this guy brought in put the other guy into a giant meat grinder like right off the bat right. and you it's pretty graphic because you just see this hamburger meat come out yeah and she makes a burger out of it and it's like Okay, she is a psychopath. I get that. It was just so like, I don't know. It's like so. And she goes on and on about how you can't trust people like to get the job done. And so she that's ha- why she has robots. But then she yeah, also then, has like yeah. fifty. She has like, like two guards. crazy robot dogs named Benny and Jet. Yeah. She loves Elton John. That's another weird quirk. But it the Elton part, like I liked his part. But it was weird that she like kidnapped Elton John for her enter like can't you just watch YouTube? You don't have internet, but you have this entire diner built in the jungles of Mongolia. She's a billionaire. She can get whatever she wants. I guess. But then she kept going on. And then in her, like her salon where she does the makeovers and gives them their, their tattoo showing that they're now a part of this drug cartel. Um, it's all with this like overly high tech, un unrealistic animatronic. Yeah. Like robots girl. And, yeah. Like, who like even like fights at one waitress. point yeah and yeah. i'm like so why didn't you just have a city of robots like it just to me it did not make sense because she had all these goons out in the middle of no and they're all the goons are wearing letterman jackets right to complete like the the 50s because she like she thing. grew up watching greece and i'm like honey you're too old to have grown up watching greece because didn't greece come out in, like the 70s anyway <laughs> i don't know maybe it did i feel like anyway, i grew up watching that and i'm a lot younger than julian like you are deafening Sorry, I'm excited. God. Um, yeah, I I didn't have so much of a problem with the aesthetic of that, I guess, as just, like, her master plan. Like, yeah, that whole thing was, like, cartoony. And the robots, I thought, were almost too over the top. Yeah, like, like the technology almost, seemed weird. That was, like, the one... Like, one of the other small things that kind of just threw this movie into, like, campy actiony fun until almost the absurd where it's like uh, i don't know yeah. there's another thing too about like the cages 
And I'll, I'll get oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a little But, like, her master plan makes no sense. So her master plan was to... Like, she controls all of the drug trade for the world. Okay? And so she's putting a poison into every single drug in the world. So anyone who takes it ends up dying in an unspecific amount of time. But, like, there's, like, four stages of, of death until you eventually just, like, pop from the inside and bleed out your holes. Oh. And then... Oh, <laughs> you have to say the last part? Sick. And so, in order for her... Because all she wants to become is more popular. Because she doesn't understand why, why you said, like... She wants to go home. She wants it to be legalized. Yeah, but she also wants notoriety. Yes, she doesn't want to be famous. And so... She says if the world leaders, most like America, the leader of the free world, like the president, if he doesn't agree to sign this thing to give her like this popularity and to become like a regular in like the alcohol, tobacco trade or whatever in her with, drug trade. With full immunity. Right. Then hundreds of millions of people will die. And so like he's like finds this an opportunity to be like, yeah, let all of them die because they're crooks. This is the war on drugs. Yeah. I feel like this was like, maybe like a big deal in like the 80s. This isn't like a huge deal now. Well. So I found it like kind of weird. Yeah, the war on drugs right now is pretty big with, um, oh, with Like opium. It? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Like but I, I mean, her name is Poppy, I guess. <laughs> so maybe that's a thing. And but she I covered just, like all the hard drugs. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, Regardless, whoever, if, like, she loses and, like, all these people die, then she doesn't make any money because there's nobody doing any more drugs. And then that's, like, the best anti-drug campaign ever is to not do drugs when I saw my friend bleed out all of his holes and die. Oh, my <laughs> God. Again with the bleeding smoked, out of your holes. Because he smoked weed or whatever. Yeah, I guess I never thought about it like that. I don't know. It doesn't make any and then like see i thought it i liked the premise because i thought that was it's interesting because like we've had debates with our friends talking about how sometimes like personally i don't i am not a marijuana user even if it was legal <clears throat> but i have long had like debates with joel and other people about how i think it should be legalized and taxed because to me it seems like it's not any worse than alcohol and alcohol you know, is taxed and uh, regulated. And then you have cigarettes, which are awful for you, and tobacco, and that's taxed and regulated. So it right. just seems like an interesting... Like, she at one point had said how it's a weird prohibition to segregate out these other drugs. Granted, she also had, like, heroin and cocaine and crack and, like, all this other yeah, stuff all added in. Meth, all that stuff. But the way she said it were, okay, you have alcohol and tobacco that are these huge billion-dollar industries, and people are using this other stuff. You should be taxing it and regulating it and making yourselves money and forcing their hand. And I just thought that was it was an interesting way to go about it where you – have all these people who are like showing signs of it and it was visible because they get blue ve blue veins that was like the first part yeah um and then it would progress from there but she was saying like okay i have my lawyers they have drafted it up and i want you to sign it that this is like an official order it goes straight through and that this is going to go like like into the law pretty right. much and then she could come out and it like she would have full immunity and she said something like she didn't trust the UN, so that's why she was just going straight to the president, which I thought 
was kind of like an interesting villain plot being like, okay, well, I have the antidote and I have them in, hidden in all major cities and all I have to do is like push a button and the drones go out. Right. So these people could be saved. And I just thought it was it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like I, I didn't disagree with the make idea any like sense when you think about it hard though. I get yeah, when you said like if everybody dies then she has no customers, okay. But at the same time I'm like, well, when you don't consider that like if a villain did go to like a major like the president, not a current one, but whatever, and said, "Okay, here you go." Like I could see how it would force the hand of like regulation. Yeah, and maybe. Anyway, because in the movie, he's like, yeah, just let them die. But I don't think, like, in a real-life setting that they would be like, yeah, let everybody die. Yeah, I think they, they would They would cave. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the... Another, like, weird thing that I said was a little campy is, like, the, like, America's solution for the time being before, like, the Kingsmen essentially win was, like, to put everybody that was on drugs in a cage like a shark cage of pretty much yeah within stadiums and where you couldn't like, see from the outside and then stack them in stadiums so there's like thousands of people in these cages in these stadiums and i thought that was really campy. it was weird yeah it was, it was weird. way over the top i don't know i didn't i didn't like that either really weird yeah because he was tricking the public into thinking he was going along with it so that they would go to these um like stadiums and stuff so he could round them up and then he was just gonna let them die yeah but then i was like why would you put them in cages but it did look kind of cool i guess so strictly from like a visual so it was interesting I to see, like I'm, they I were stacking it, cool it. i thought it was kind of cool <laughs> i don't but... think it was good at all yeah um another thing that i didn't necessarily like either was like how little channing tatum was in this oh, but he was in it for that kick-ass dance scene <laughs> so like from the trailers, you think he's going to be all... Him and Eggsy are going to be all over this movie. And he's not. Like, he... They, yeah, they end he up getting to America. A douche. And he, like, did bad things. So we got... Yeah, we so... to, like, freeze him. He's, I guess, like, the party boy of the statesman or whatever. Did some drug. Yeah, so he's got the blue veins. Tequila in this. Yeah. And so... He's like out of the whole thing from the from the get go because they put him like cryogenically freeze him till they have like an antidote or whatever, and that's that's it. That's all you see of him. You don't. He doesn't get to do much at all. That's all she wrote. Which sucks. But uh, so but you get to see whiskey, who you also see in the trailers as like the guy with the electric lasso and the whip and all that stuff. He was cool. I really liked him actually. Yeah, he was cool. And then, like. There's a part near the end, though, where he just kind of turns, and then you don't know why. Yeah, we couldn't figure out, like... Well, like, I guess you figure out why, like... Oh, yeah, he does say it at the end. Yeah. That he really, he would like to see all these drug... Yeah, because... These his... drug addicts gone because one killed his, like, high school sweetheart who was pregnant with their baby, and... Yeah, and he was killed she... by a crackhead, you know, is what he said. The world would be a better place without these losers in it. Um, what, what I, what I was meaning was that, um, Colin Firth in this movie, like, finds out he's... He figures it out. But how? Like, we couldn't figure that out. Yeah, it must have been, like, there's a point where you see him, like, knock the vial of, uh, antidote out of 
Was it Eggsy's hand? hand? And so maybe he saw it there, like he saw that it looked intentional or something, but there's I don't know. No, but we were talking about it on the way home from the movie, and we're like, I don't know what... Because he, he says, he tells Eggsy, he's like, I figured, like, I know he's against us, and Eggsy doesn't believe him, and he right. never says how he yeah, knows Yeah, there's no it. clue. I mean, he is a trained super spy, so maybe it was just like... But why not let the audience his in gut? on that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Even, like, afterwards, like, oh, I saw him do this and this and this. Like, because the whole thing, like, you know what I wish the Colin Firth parts in this were almost condensed a little bit more so the rest of the movie had time to, like, live? Because, oh. like, I I don't think Colin Firth needed to be in this movie, to be honest. Oh, I, I like I, I like I him, him, so. But, like, at some points I felt like he was almost, like, going through the motions. I thought it was cool how they were able to save him. With the technology that wrap that head wrap and it would like fill with like gel, like they could activate it on an agent and it would fill and go into the brain and like yeah. keep them alive sure. and then they would be able to I thought that was actually kind of a cool technology that I haven't seen in other like really. Yeah, it was before. a cool idea. It just I don't know. It kinda of breaks like the ten like it breaks like any consequences though, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can survive just a headshot now. I don't. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and I like him. Listen, we're, I'm I'm doing a lot of like nitpicking on you this movie. You are real nitpicky. <laughs> and I'm well. I'm gonna say right now, I didn't like this as much as the first one. I thought the first one was awesome. It didn't get into the absurd. Um, Samuel Jackson was a better villain than Julianne oh, Moore. Okay. I know you don't like Sam Jackson, but he was better in Woo! Kingsman One than Julianne Moore was okay. in this one. All right, now draw that line in the sand. <laughs> And it was tighter, and I I liked it. Like, this one took what Kingsman 1 did and turned it up. And I don't think it was always to the benefit of the movie. Oh, see, I thought it was really fun, and I liked it, it almost better. It was fun, though. I almost liked it better than the first one. But again, I haven't seen the first one in a long time. So not seeing it and thinking back on it. I don't know. I thought this was really fun. And some of the stuff you nitpicked in the car ride home as we talked about it, I didn't really... Yeah. Well, I mean, that just comes to show, like, the super varied reviews that I even yeah, read off which before. Yeah, is interesting. Like, Rotten Tomatoes has a split right down the middle. IMDb has it at uh, 7.3. But then Roger Ebert gives it nothing. And then that one Bollywood site gives it probably about 7.5 out of 10. I don't know. For me, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. And I really did like the fight scenes that were close up. I know at times you probably could say it's a little bit more like a Michael Bay type of view where it's up close. And for some people it might be too close, but I thought it was really cool the way it was done. The like only when time, they fight in a car. And yeah, the they're... only time I thought it was really undistinguishable was that first fight See, scene See, and I in loved it because I felt like it was really exciting and you, like I felt like I was part of that fight in this tight area. Um Plus, I like their fighting style in this. I'm not a huge spy movie fan. Like, the James Bond movies don't do a lot for me. So, this is like... Well, this is like James Bond times a thousand. Oh, I know. But I'm saying this is a spy movie that I could get on board with. Because it was just fun. And then I love that the action continued throughout the movie. It wasn't just one big superhero ending. And then, but there was like the big fight at the end, and I thought it was really fun because they it almost like didn't take itself too seriously. Like Elton John's a part of it, and it's like yeah. kind of like winks to the camera, but the cinematography was kind of neat, like the way they're like flipping and hitting people, and and they play really awesome music during it. That gets right. I feel like revs you up 
And yeah. I know that's been yeah. like a popular trend to play these like trendy yeah. music. But they did that in the first one too when they, they did, did the yeah. church fight. They so had it wasn't like they playing. just took it from recent movies. I mean, it it really I think added to it, and all their song choices were interesting. And it's funny. With a lot of the American fight scenes, it would have like country songs. Yeah, they but they were ha- they were con- yeah. they were country versions of like songs that are not traditionally country. So it was right. kind of funny. I, and like po- like poppy, like oh, just twangier, not necessarily yeah. country versions, but like be played on like a twangy guitar and all that. Like the end fight scene, which ends up. Oh being... yeah, to word up. Yeah, to word up. But it's sang with like a country twang, and I—I yeah. I don't know. I just think it was very imaginative. Yeah. And if you don't nitpick the hell out of it, and you just go into it, I think with a pretty open mind, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, some of my things aren't necessarily nitpicks. They're like things that like I don't think work for the movie. Yeah. And I think the movie was overlong. And at, when we were getting out, I was even saying like, this movie tried to do like a lot, and yeah. I don't think it all. Maybe not all of it worked. But I left feeling like it was worth my ticket price, and I had fun. And yeah, I, I had fun, too. I don't think there was ever a point in it where I was like, oh, looking at the clock. I was definitely engaged because they keep the action up. I think if they had a really slow middle for way too long, then I probably wouldn't have the only parts liked that it I, as much. The only parts I thought were like, oh, this is kind of getting slow, was when they were trying to get Harry or Colin Firth's character to remember. Yeah. And I was like, this can hurry up. Like, I... Almost wish that when they get okay, so when Eggsy and Merlin get to the Statesman, they find out that they have um, Harry there, and they don't know who he is because he doesn't remember who he is. Right, and so but they're like, "Hey, he's a he's a Kingsman. He's with us or whatever." And I almost wish at that point, like the Statesman almost just had him. I don't know, captured in quotes, and he he was fine in his head. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people just didn't believe that he was a part of the Kingsmen, or knew that what it was because right. they didn't know what each other were. Right. It's weird that they wouldn't though. I know. Right? I've been thinking about it as we're talking about it, and I'm like, if you're a spy agency, why wouldn't you know the other one exists? Also, that good of spies. Maybe. Um. Anyway, that was okay. I just, I, I don't know. I the Colin Firth parts, I I didn't necessarily care for so much. Well, I don't know if you think about how it ties back to the original, though. So Colin Firth, the whole heart of the movie before is how he took a chance on Eggsy, right? And Eggsy, his father was in it, and but didn't really get a chance to know him because he died when he was little. So Colin Firth sort of plays this father type role, and then he dies, and now it's carrying on into the next movie, and it starts out with this poignant scene where he's. You know, obviously very in love with his girlfriend from the who he carried over from the ending of the last movie and um, thinking about serious things in his life. And he gets a little teary eyed saying, like, I really wish you could have met Harry because here's this person who gave him his whole life. So he came from nothing. And now he's like one of the top Kingsmen, has a beautiful home, has a beautiful fiance, has these manners and these fighting skills and this life that he never would have had otherwise. And so he's like reminiscing about how you would miss somebody who was killed, mm. who took a chance on you and is like a parental figure. And so it kind of plays into the heart. I think that's how they kind of tapped into like the heart of the character. I don't know if maybe that's how they tried to ground it a little bit, like to add some emotion <laughs> to it and not just fighting because he meets her parents and, you know, he's like thinking about the future <clears throat> 
and is pretty serious about her. And then when he sees that he's alive, it's like, oh, my God, here he is. And he, he's just because the Harry character is ready to go home because they were unsuccessful getting him to remember who he was. He thinks he's like young and going to study butterflies and he's going to go home and see his mom and none of that's real. But they're going to let him go. Yeah. And then there's that one last shot where Eggsy figures out, oh, my God, I'm going to get him a dog that looks just like the dog he had. And it, maybe it'll trigger it. And then he came back. I, I I hear what you're saying. I just did, it ne- didn't work on me, like, any of that stuff. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was The cool. one thing I did get was, like, I, because I, if um, Colin Firth wasn't in this movie at all, I liked um, Eggsy's and Merlin's relationship, Mark Strong, and I wish they could have gone together so Eggsy could show Merlin what he's learned from Colin Firth yeah, from the first movie. Yeah, I get movie. that. And then um, Merlin ends up always wanting i guess to be to go out in the field or whatever or maybe that was halle berry halle berry i don't remember uh yeah it was halle berry um but then he ends up going out in the field and i'm stepping on a landmine he well he sacrificed himself on a landmine i guess a lot of good that fucking baseball bat mine detector did yeah that was a bunch did of shit. bullshit um anyway he eggsy steps on it and then mark strong like takes his place on it real quick before it can explode. And without them, like, they don't want him to, but he just does it. Yeah. And then that's when the... That was pretty... That was a sad moment. Yeah, that's when he starts singing that John Denver song, like, Take Me Home, Country Road. Yeah, to distract the bad guys. And, like, it's, like, playing with bagpipes, and he's looking at both of them as he's singing, and then, but you know he's gonna die. I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah, I thought that was well done, too. Um, The action was pretty good. Whiskey, like has a bunch of cool fight scenes in it with his laser whip. Yeah, that was actually even Channing Tatum's fight scene, his one big fight scene with them when they're like trying to break into statesmen. He doesn't know who they are and he's fight. I thought he actually, that was kind of a cool fight scene. Yeah, I wish there was more of them. Yeah. That's all I wish. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Um, and the, the, But you know what's weird though? So at the very tail end of the movie, like Eggsy ends up getting married to his girlfriend to become like this prince of sweden or whatever it is and then like you see this car roll up to the kingsman suit shop and uh shit what's it i just forgot his name whiskey no channing tatum oh tequila um gets out of the car all dressed up in a like stupid a British, little bowler yeah hat. but a nice suit and a british bowler hat and walks into and the walks, new kingsman shop which makes it seem like he would be taking over the franchise like they're kind of handing it over to him and i don't want that I, yeah. i'd want it to be eggsy i just want him to team up with, with tequila in the movie Well, i don't think that they were saying that eggsy wouldn't necessarily be in it they kind of made it seem like that like well, now that i'm a prince can i be a kingsman because i've got know. this whole like this high profile position now I don't know. Can we talk about how he fingered this chick? Yeah, that was graphic. <laughs> uh, thanks, I Matthew Vaughn. Totally he forgot about this. Like very, like much. The camera traces his finger. Like he has to wear a finger condom to get the tracking device into this chick, so that they can figure out like where these antidote yeah. is. And so they, he does, he makes a funny reference about Americans having small penises, and then he's right. like, "No, it's a finger condom, and you got to And my first thought, and I don't know why, I was like, "Is he gonna?" his finger on her butt like because he's staring at her from behind like she's at a concert right festival and i was like oh my god that is so rapey and then they both of them are trying to like seduce her and i'm like yeah. still rapey like you couldn't like 
There's no other technology to get a tracking system. Like, you couldn't prick her with, like, a like a tack. I don't know. Something. Like, a mini needle. Like, you just prick her and she doesn't know. Right. Hand her a rose or something. And it's, like, on a thorn. It had to be, like, a finger condom. With, like, a tracer on it that you have to put in your her mucous membrane Which for it to work. Which was a gross thing to say. You can't just fucking slip something in her shoe. Or a drink. <laughs> like, well, I guess it would go through the system. I don't know. I, I thought it was... For as much technologies just, in it, it's like, what? I think because it was rated R, that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Just have something that they couldn't do in a PG-13 movie. But the like, camera traces down their his hand as it approaches her panties. Yeah. And then you see like a CGI of the tracker like in her, I guess would be vagina... <laughs> Like floating up and like attaching itself to like the, her like tissue. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I need to see that? Like, all you'd have to allude is allude to is him like, like, oh, I'm gonna do it, and then you don't see him finger her. That would be cool. Or just not have this scene in the movie. Yeah, or just not have that be a <laughs> part of it. I was sitting there and I was like, that is so rapey. Like the Americans came up with the rapiest. I... Way to put a tracking device. And what if it was a man? What if the target yeah. was a guy? Would he have to come up and be like, hey, big boy, and find a way to stick his finger in his butthole? Yeah. Let me stick my finger up your dick hole. God. Yeah, couldn't they have, like, sprayed something in the person's face and they breathe it, you know, like, instinctually, like, sniff I, in I and it goes know. in their nose? I don't know. I don't know. It was dumb. Super rapey. It was dumb. I didn't like it. Eh. Yeah, it was weird. I also didn't like how much they were swearing. Like, it was because it was rated R. Like, they said fuck a lot. Yeah. I. It's Like, too much. I mean, I usually don't care about that, but... It did it, catch me. It, yeah, it catches you off guard in this. At least it did me. Yeah. I was like... Because this is all... Most of this is action you can see in a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And so and you're kind of, like, that. down that down that road, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, fucking hell, mate. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's rated <laughs> R, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're parents now, but I don't know. No, it was, it's not that. It was something else. But it's it, it really just catches and you like, off guard. So many different characters are swearing. Yeah. Like constantly. Yeah. Got to the point where I was like, "Who is writing this?" That <laughs> they like can't think of a line, so they just insert the f word. Um. Elton John was. I, I thought he was hilarious. A lot of people didn't like Elton John in this. I thought he was I thought he was great. so funny. I was like, good for you, Elton. <laughs> I thought he was great in this. Yeah. In his big gay big bird suit. Oh, that he was where he looks miserable. <laughs> when he's telling that, yelling at that guy to get the fuck out of his yeah, room. Yeah, that was, that pretty, was great. pretty great. That was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I can't think of too much else in the movie uh, that I want to talk about. I really liked it. So for what we're nitpicking, I recommend people see it. I'm on the positive side of the reviews. I think it was fun, and it was just something refreshing compared to what's been coming out in the movie theaters lately. Like, it's a fun take on, like, a spy film, and I thought it was, like, over the top. The action in this is great. Yeah. Like, you sit there, and I felt like the action was really fun. Like, the fight scenes were really cool. The, tech, the gadgets I thought were really cool, like that electric lasso thing where right. it like literally cuts a dude in half and it's like slow-mo. Yeah. And that was super cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And even there's a fight scene with Elton where he's helping Colin Firth and they like beat the crap out of something with a bowling ball. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, so what would you uh, what would you grade the movie overall? I would probably give it for th- its genre, um, probably like an A, A minus. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I'm. I like I said, I'm at the high end. I really, even for what I nitpicked, I feel badly nitpicking it now because I just sometimes I feel like movies should just be movies that you don't overanalyze and you just right. go. In, I just had fun going to see it. Um, I think I'm actually gonna give this movie like a. Teetering on like a B minus or C plus. I thought you were gonna say like a D. I was like, no. don't do it, don't you do it. I mean, I think the more I talked about it, I think I'm gonna give it a C plus. Oh, like the action was great. There was just I couldn't get behind like the main foil of this, and some of the things didn't make sense. And I guess I didn't like the Colin Firth parts all oh, that see, much. I liked him. So I'm gonna go with C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it. I'll give it like probably an A minus. Okay. Uh, well, that was the Kingsman Review. See, Danger, thanks for stepping in. Uh, we can go, uh, to bed now. Can I take my Joel mask off? (laughs) Yes, you can take your Chelsea (laughs) mask off so it's secretly Joel underneath. Gazing at me longingly. Yeah, yeah, Uh, so yeah, that'll be it. Joel, step back You want to know what I'm watching? I came so prepared for this. Oh, yeah, let's go with what you've been watching. Let's go. All right. Let's go with what you've been watching and then, uh... Me and JT will hop in right after you. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody else who listens to the show would give two craps, but Hulu has the entire <laughs> series of uh, Will and Grace on because they're going to be making another brand new season. So I think it's, I don't know, it was on in the 90s. So it's been a while, but I've started, we were young in the 90s. And I remember watching it when it was on, when like my mom would be watching it and thinking it was funny. And I knew it was like kind of culturally big because it showed openly gay characters. Um, And there were some very funny characters on there. But now watching it as an adult, I started at episode one. It is hilarious. And it's one of those I like shows that start planting inside jokes early on. And they carry through and they don't have to re-explain themselves every time something happens. And they do that all the time and anyone who likes nick offerman his wife megan mullaly who's karen she is just amazing and it's funny because when she starts out in the show and it's like the pilot episode she's much more tame and like doesn't have the quick-witted comments and you can see that they quickly evolve that to fit like how she is as an actress and she is just freaking on fire on point Tanya, just jack it's pretty great you need to watch it (laughs) Will and Grace, catch it on Hulu Macy, streaming now. to the max extreme. Maybe only five months old, but I think she actually really likes it too. All right. Pretty entertained, so uh, right. Macy approved. Great. Just like Trolls and Moana. Oh, yes. <laughs> How about that? We have the power to watch anything we want, and you still put on all those for her. And you can watch, like, Die Hard or something. Why would I watch? Do I look like I watch Die Hard? No, no. No, but Will and Grace I really like. And I'm excited for the new season they're putting out. I think it'll be interesting to see if it is as good as the previous show. Right on, Sea Danger. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Hey, I'll do what I can. Thank you so much. Uh, All right, JT, what are you into? Well, thank you past troy uh, you're well and welcome back oh, thank you 
may I say, without having listening to it, that was the best review I ever heard in my entire life. Well, you're so kind. It was. It literally brought me to tears. I just came back from the bathroom crying. Strange. <laughs> Strange that it would do that. I just imagined what you guys said, and it brought me to tears. Wonderful. I'm glad that we have uh, that ability right. to bring a grown man. And that now I'm going to go back and listen to it, and it's not going to live up to any of those expectations. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I cried for this shit. No, I didn't. But uh, no, I actually saw the movie It Comes at Night. Oh, my. The one that I've been looking forward to for quite a while, and it was okay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was fine. I, I've heard a lot of people get a lot of backlash towards yeah. it because... It did market itself as like a fucking like horror movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's not so much a horror movie, but I mean, it was good. Like there was, there was a clear, there was like a message in there, and uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I uh, heard a few people say that they went in and saw it and like it wasn't what they expected at all. No, and that it's almost, not tainted their vision of it and so they're like i need to go in and see this again knowing what it is yeah and then appreciate what it is i do say that even though it's an hour and a half i think it's too long oh really i feel like it needs to it needs to be more like a part of an anthology as opposed to like a full motion picture oh okay because there's there's definitely some times in there where it feels like they're trying to buy time like all that horror shit you see like in the trailer yeah. Like, that's all, like, dream sequences. Yeah, I've heard that. And they're, like, they're ones where it's, like, you can see why they're kind of doing it, but they're really not necessary, and they almost kind of drag down the plot altogether. Oh, no. So, yeah, it feels a bit long, but, like, the last 30 minutes of it is pretty, it's pretty fucking out there. It feels a bit crazy. long, and it's only 90 minutes. Yeah, but, I mean... I feel like maybe if they would have spent more time trying to, like, flush it out, like, try and find more avenues to try and tell its story, it might have been better. But for what it is, like, maybe making it, like, a half hour, 45 minute long part of an anthology would have been better. Okay. Tighten but that, it up. Cause, yeah. But that last 30 minutes is pretty fucking intense. All right. So I would say, like, if, if you're really, if you really want to see it, I'd say go for it. Just watch the last 30 minutes. Sure. I mean, you're going to be lost as fuck, but no, it, it's it's pretty good. All right. I, it, not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's good. <laughs> I know. High praise. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I went in with too high of expectations, so, but like putting all that aside, I thought it was still pretty good. Good deal. And uh, something that I've... I just stumbled upon that I'm just fucking loving right now uh-huh. is uh, Netflix put out a show called American Vandal, which is hilarious. What is this one? <laughs> yeah, I, I I stumbled on it like out of nowhere, and it was like I like I like just like accidentally like came across it, and like uh, PS4 has this thing where like they'll play like small previews of whatever it is that you've like landed on. And I landed on American Vandal out of nowhere. And I was just like doing something else. And apparently it, it's a spoof on like, like those making a murderer type shows. 
okay. But they they follow a, a a prankster at a high school who's accused of spray painting twenty seven dicks <laughs> on the the on the cars in the faculty parking lot, and he's gotten expelled for it. So the uh the head of like the AV club has de- has decided that he wants to prove his innocence and do a making a murderer type documentary <laughs> show that's like in six parts where he goes through the entire faculty and like tries to like flush them out one by one to try and find this big conspiracy of trying to get this guy expelled and it plays it, it is phenomenal it is <laughs> hilarious oh shit like everything about it they play on all the tropes of all those making a murderer type shows <laughs> like even down to like the opening credits is just like dramatic dramatic scenes of like uh zoom ins of dicks on cars <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm in love with this it already. is so goddamn good and like especially like they go into like the obscurity of this guy where <laughs> like he talks about like his alibi is he went to uh, a nearby antique shop called Precious like uh, Precious Moments to take a shit. <laughs> so like one of the scenes in like the opening credits where they do like these dramatic close-ups is a like, close-up of a bathroom that he took a shit in. <laughs> it is so goddamn. It is oh. so fucking funny, and it plays itself. As serious as possible, like it's trying to present itself as like a making a murderer type show. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> American Vandal on mm-hmm. Netflix. Okay. All right. Oh, it's really good. Might load that up tomorrow morning before I go to work. <laughs> yeah, like you'll be hooked like the first episode. <laughs> like they go into this whole thing where like someone's story doesn't match up because this guy was like who seems to be like a very straight shooter and always tells the truth. Once said that he got a hand job from like the most popular <laughs> girl in school. So then they go into the whole thing of like trying to of trying to like disprove him so that they can show that he's an actual actually a liar. It is oh so good. God damn it. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Uh anything else? That that does it. All right. That sounds better than my stuff. Uh, <laughs> I started reading the Valiant series Quantum and Woody. It's supposed to be like a fun take on a superhero duo that are step-siblings. Oh, um, and they end up getting some sort of huge quantum power, uh, but they have to share it. And they can't be apart from each other for more than 24 hours. Oh, shit. Or else they dissolve and dematerialize. Yeah. So they have to clang their wristbands together in order for them to rematerialize every 24 hours or so. Nice. Um, it's kind of goofy. It's like a action comedy co- type thing. Um, so far, it's okay. The art changes in the second trade, and it's somebody who's kind of green, like not really experienced. So yeah. like the art suffers a little bit. Mm-hmm. The the same writers on it, so that the comedy is still there. But um, I'll see. It's like four books total, so I'll see where it goes. Nice. Um, also watched No Mercy, the WWE oh, yeah. of last yeah, Sunday. I, I saw that as well. Uh, what do you think about No Mercy? That was fine. Yeah? I've heard some people say it was better than SummerSlam. Was it better than SummerSlam? I can't tell. I don't know. They had a lot of big matches hyped, but 
Eh, it was okay. The uh, tag champ match was really good. Um, oh, yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah, it was. And uh, mm-hmm. Ambrose and Rollins. Yeah. It was awesome. Probably that was the best match all night. Yeah. Uh, the so- fucking super kick that uh, Cesaro took after he fucked up his teeth where he spit that blood in the air. I was like, God. <laughs> What a fucking top-notch fucking worker. that he was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to take this super kick later. I'm going to build up all this blood in my mouth so I can spit it in the air. That, and how he knocked his teeth out. No, okay, so I read online, he didn't knock his teeth out. What happened is he jammed his teeth up into the roof of his mouth. Holy shit. Yeah, he has to get him, like, surgically removed. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I read it online. It's so gross. Holy shit! Oh my <laughs> god! That is the grossest thing I've fucking heard today. God. Oh, I need a nap or a break or yeah. something. I don't know. Because I was like just like combing Facebook, and the, just this random article showed up that it was like, uh, that was just like Cesaro did knock out his teeth. In fact, it's even grosser than you think. And they go into this detail about how it got, like, jammed up into his fucking gums and the roof of his mouth, and they have to be surgically removed. But it's, like, it's so... It's, of course, like, the weirdest thing how it happened. Because, like, it's a move that he takes probably a billion times a week. And, like, this time he's like, I'm gonna make it look good. Oh, yeah. And then (laughs) crash his mouth onto, like, the actual actual turnbuckle yeah like the metal part that holds the ropes to the post yeah oh, or i think he was he did it off the post so i think he jumped a little higher and then like tried to face face plant on the post he didn't hit the post did he, he had to have gone to the, for all the teeth that he got knocked yeah, back i don't know anyway he had to have hit regardless the it's not because like he fell from like the top of the oh yeah top of the ropes to the floor or anything like that it's just like taking a simple move and he's like I'm going to take it like this. Dude, I can't tell you the amount of times I've, like, the worst thing that's hurt in a match is when I, like, did, like, a dumb move during my entrance. <laughs> or I'm like, yeah, like, I was, like, I'll just get to the back and I'm like, yeah, the thing that hurt the worst was I fucking tweaked my knee trying to jump up on the turnbuckle looking cool. <laughs> Sami Zayn style. Pretty much. Throw your, throw your shoulder out Pretty much. Like, that's how, that's how that shit fucking works. Like, you just get fucking, you get yourself fucked up enough to the point where it's like, you do some weird hand signal and it's like, oh, I just dislocated a thumb. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, I also thought the the five-way women's match was okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. Um, I didn't see the pre-show or anything. I didn't care about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that um, Enzo won the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, but I like how they're building it up on, on TV now. Like They're kind of like playing him off as like he's like the guy that they're like... Like he feels like the reason he's more important than the Cruiserweights is because they, he's more marketable. Oh, okay. So doing that whole shit where he's like, I'm selling more tickets than all of you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. I, it's hard I, for not like, watching it on anything on TV. Like, the way Raw ended, I think, was like... Because uh, I think they, like, turned Neville face now. Because Enzo was just like, you just... Like, you're... The reason the Cruiserweight division's failing is because you've been the face of it. And no one cares about it. But now that I'm here, everyone cares about it now. Oh. And they did this whole thing where it's like, if you touch me, like, you won't get a shot ever again. 
And they just had Neville just, like, beat the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> Despite the fact that he would never get a title shot again. Where I was like, that makes him badass as fuck. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what else? Other than, like, the main event. The main event, what, like, I heard that the main event, like, people hated it. I didn't think it was the worst match ever. Yeah. But it totally, like, halted whatever Braun Strowman had I going know, I for I was kind of hoping that he'd go over, because yeah. Braun was getting pushed to the fucking moon, and he's fucking monster enough where he could totally hold that position. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe they have him lose here, and then he builds himself up a little more, and then maybe gets it at WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just, it was weird to see him, like, you know, this unstoppable monster, yeah. even at SummerSlam, when he just, like, mop the floor with uh, yeah. Brock Lesnar. And then, like, this one, he's, like, cowering. And it was, I, like, I liked how they played this one off more, though, because it's, like, he was pretty much on top. This is going to sound super wrestling geeky. <laughs> but he was pretty much on top until he got the Kimura locked on him. Mm-hmm. And then after that was when he was kind of kind of more weaker because they took, like, it pretty much took away one of his arms. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Plus, having, and then they even had, like, a scenario where he was, like, latched onto his body, still having the Kimura on. Yes. Where it's like, Brock Lesnar's a big fucking dude. You have that yeah. dude like that ripping at your arm. I don't care if you're fucking 500 pounds. You're going to be fucking. Yeah. You're going to be dead to the world. Yeah. And granted, I didn't hate, I didn't hate the match at all. I just thought it was, we- like, it didn't do much for Strowman at the end. Like, I thought it was, like, he almost, I don't know. It's yeah. exactly what you said. Yeah. Oh, and then the Cena Reigns match was really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I really I enjoyed it. that. Yeah, Chelsea was like, because she watched, she was like watching it off and on with me or whatever, and yeah, she was like going, she doesn't like either one of them. Granted, <laughs> she doesn't like wrestling all that much either. Yeah, but she's like asking because I was at the end, I was like, oh, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, like I already know like Cena and Reigns are good. Like they can put on good matches oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, and then she asked me like why. It was. I'm like, I don't. I don't know. Like, they both do the same things in every single match, and yet at the same time they can play the crowd to make a good match. Yeah. Like it's that's the biggest skill you need. You need to do like, just all you gotta do is play the crowd. Shit, people can recognize, but then also keep it interesting enough where people are invested. Mm -hmm. That's the basis of a good wrestling match. That's it. But otherwise, it was good. I didn't. I thought it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, I watched it in bed and didn't fall asleep, so I guess that's good. There you go. I watched it in two parts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but I did. Split yeah. it right in half. Made it, right on. Made it real easy. Well, bless you. <laughs> uh, that's, about, uh, that's about all I've been watching. Yeah. JT. Also, I've been... Uh, because uh, it was like PS4's like, new free game this week, I've been playing Infamous Second Son. Yeah. It's a pretty fun game. Yeah, I kind of want, I never even played the first one even though I have it right over here. Yeah. I never did, but The second one's a lot of fun cuz you play a guy that absorbs people's powers. So oh. like throughout the game you like get more and more powers throughout. I thought he was just like a like he was smoke or fire or whatever. You start out with smoke, but like you start out as you're just like a normal guy like that lives in like this Indian commune. Mhm. And the this uh, this bus crashes that has all of these people. They call them conduits. Okay. 
what they just all these people that have these special powers and like this bus crashes near your uh near your reservation and this guy escapes and like uh takes refuge in like a local diner or something and you come across this guy and then you like touch his arm and you absorb his power and you mm-hmm. find out that you're actually a conduit and your uh, your ability is you absorb people's power when you touch them cool so then you get the smoke power and then throughout like you come across these people that are also conduits and then you absorb their power. So at this point, I think I'm like maybe halfway through the game and I have like three different powers. Is it a thing like um, you can choose who you can touch or is it story driven? Like now no. you have this, now you have this. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. Okay. Like as you go on, like the more you play the story missions, the more powers you get. Uh-huh. But like I there's like a smoke one, uh there's a neon light one that you get. Okay. And there's like a TV one where you, like, you can like manipulate images and stuff. Okay. Right on. But as as yeah, as it goes on like you just get more and more powers. Like your goal is you want to get to this woman that has like this rock power because she implanted these rocks in your grandmother and it's slowly killing her. <laughs> All so right. the only way you can save her is to absorb her power and then take them out of her. All right. Right on. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, I've got something completely unrelated that I wanted to bring up to you, and I didn't want to forget to say on the show. Okay. So we were putting Macy to bed. Yes. And I was reading her a book that Chelsea got at a garage sale. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. It's something about a uh cat that's a pirate. And it's all, it, the whole thing's like a long poem, so yeah. it, it rhymes and everything, and it's kind of violent, <laughs> but it's like these, like, this one cat, and he's got one ear and one eye, and he's trying to go see, like, a woman that he likes, or another cat that he likes, but these Siamese cats are trying to get him, and, like, yeah. kill him or whatever, I don't know what it is. And, like, I was really into it. And then it totally has a racial slur in it. What? <laughs> and, and like I was reading it along and I was getting into it. And then it says chink. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was How like, old is this book? The book was made in the 80s. And I'm like, it should know better. But it's based on a poem from the 30s. And I'm like, oh, oh. definitely. I can see that in the 30s. <laughs> But why would you illustrate it and reprint it to come out in 1989? It was a hot poem. It was of its time. I can tell you that right now. Well, otherwise, it's like a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> that racial slur. Like, I can only read it to her a few more times before she starts realizing that that's a bad thing to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh... And otherwise, I've just been uh, also listening to Dinosaur Neil on the Credits Do podcast. Are they on uh, on like actual like podcast sites and stuff? I they're on Podcast Addict. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to down start downloading it because I've been super interested in listening to them. Uh, yeah, this season they're going over uh, Scarlett Johansson's body of work. Oh yeah, and uh, this uh, this week I can't remember what they did. Remember you it talked was, said they talked shit about the island, which is really bad. <laughs> that was two episodes ago, and then this one was uh I can't remember what what it was. But like uh Chris Evans is in it and Scarlett Johansson is in it. 
and Paul Giamatti is in it. I can't remember what it is. Man. But, uh... Anyway, that's this episode. <laughs> well, I can probably just look at my phone right now and tell you what it is. Yeah, look at your phone, you lazy bitch. I know. Oh, I got 1% battery. This could be a race against <laughs> a race. the clock. I'll play the speed theme song. Holy shit. Come on, dun, you dun, bitch. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, you bitch. Don't you dare. It. Is... Did I delete it? <laughs> You fucker. Troy, hurry! You fucker! Hurry! I Okay, Your I got it. It's gonna die. Uh... No! It died! <laughs> <laughs> oh, regardless. It was a... It was Anyways, a, it it's Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, and Paul Giamatti. They were in a movie together. Yeah. Great up. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy listening to that. Let me guess. Scarlett Johansson ends up fucking Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I could, no, I don't think so, but maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I missed something in it. I hope. But that's it. That's all I've been into, JT. Well, good. Uh, well, if people want to talk uh, that you're too inside wrestling, where can they do too that? Too inside wrestling, at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not, Bucky for everyone on Snapchat. Troy! Uh, if you're upset with children's books having racial slurs in them, you can get a hold of me. At uh, at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can also hit us both up at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. We are also on Facebook, where all of our new episodes post at facebook.com slash review review pod. All of our new episodes are now being uploaded to uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. You can subscribe there if you'd like. Or else you can also find us in other podcatchers and on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, JT, uh, yes. if you use that, uh, which I know you don't, <laughs> you could uh, give us a comment or uh, any star rating that you feel like is necessary. But if you like the show, a comment and a rating helps other people find the show as well. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Google Play. We're everywhere, baby. We're everywhere. And if you have something long form to say, and we will listen. We have a Gmail account in ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. It's ReviewReviewPod anywhere you go. That's that's the that's the deal. For sure. That's the deal. Anywhere you go. Uh, well, that's the show. That's the show. JT. Next week, one of our favorite shows of the year. Yeah. Been looking forward to this. Actually. I'm so excited for it. Yes. That's right. We're doing our test pilot episode yes i just pull up the list of what we will be reviewing this this year for the fall tv pilots so if you want to keep up and maybe share your two cents with us we'll share it on the air as well uh-huh uh the shows we will be talking about are the mayor on i think abc or maybe it's fox it's the one about the rap dude that becomes the mayor of a town. <laughs> it looks awful. As I, as I like to say, it's our show about the good, the bad, and the horrible concepts. <laughs> That's one of the horrible concepts. Uh, the mayor, the good doctor, which I think is on ABC. Okay. Two ABCs. Uh, Ghosted on Fox. Uh-huh. Uh, the Orville, also on Fox. Orville. Been out for a while, actually. Yep. I think they're like three or four episodes deep right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Gifted, the Fox 
TV venture that kind of connects to X-Men. Yep. And, of course, the coup de gras, <laughs> Inhumans. God. That fucking debacle. <laughs> We're going to tackle all six of them in our test pilot episode. So be sure to look out on Hulu. That's where I'm getting all of them. Yep. And stay informed, and let's talk about some shitty network TV. Yes. And if you have any other ones out there that are debuting, don't, not any second season stuff, anything yeah. that's just starting out, yeah, let us know your opinion on it, and you can do it on any of those platforms we said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. This I've is... watched a few of these already, and I'm, I'm going to say I'm surprised. Yeah? There's some that have thrown me off. This the first time we did it was last year. Yeah, and we I think we were wrong on almost every single one of them. I know, like the ones that we hated ended up getting picked up, and the ones that we liked just got completely forgotten. <laughs> right. So it shows what we know. There was quite actually there was quite a few that got picked up because uh, Good Place was one that we reviewed. Yeah, and that's what one we said the like I think this won't find an, its audience, but then it ended up did. Yeah, and I'm glad audience. it did. Yeah. And then we, we said, hated this is us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were like, we get it. We know what this is. Yeah. And then it ended up being like everyone's favorite show. Yep. Lethal Weapon apparently is coming back oh for a second and season. It, and we it, hated that. Yeah. Uh, the Exorcist we also did. And I don't even know what the other ones were. Yeah. Designated Survivor. I think it's coming back for another season. Yeah, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Gotta be shit. I can't. I've not heard anything about it. I'm surprised they're even coming back. I'm, yeah. Anyway, I want to say there was one that got canceled that we talked about, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I know. I'm not gonna go back and listen. I'm not going back and listen. <laughs> Fuck that shit. But yeah. So test pilot. Look out for it. There's a lot of like like four like the four out of the six that we're reviewing this year are like sci-fi or like yeah. Like sci-fi or like like superpower based of some sort. Yeah, getting that production value up there. Get it up there. See how long they can last past that pilot. I know. <laughs> With that kind of. Let's uh, say there was like one that went like went beyond my expectations. There was one that v- fell very low beyond my expectations that I've watched so far. Okay, I haven't checked any of these out yet. I might have to start tomorrow. Otherwise, I don't know if I'll finish. Do it to it. By uh, Do whatever. It to it. But anyway, yeah, that's the show. So next week, test pilot, and we got uh, Blade Runner 2049, I think, coming up after yep. that. Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 might try and do a twofer. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely check that out. As also, we're thinking for October of possibly doing more, like, for the two, month, two weeks that we don't have anything, maybe doing a Robotober. Yes. Where we tackle more robot films so if you have any ones out there that you want us to talk about where you don't want to avoid another spy next door slash international assassins <laughs> incident please let us know we are all open to Movies. all kinds of different ex- like interesting robot films yeah any movies featuring robots yes let us know we will cover them yes and be way happier to cover them <laughs> Than anything that might be free streaming that would suck. Because <laughs> that's what you're, we're going to get if we do not know what to review. Right. So, yeah. 
That's so send it. us your favorite robot films. Yes. Uh, so we'll see if we can do that. Okay, but until next time, uh, I guess I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And uh, I guess until next time, we're going to be off. And thank you for taking my place, Chelsea Danger. Oh, yeah. She says you're welcome. Good. <laughs> well, you're the man of the house. You speak for her. <laughs> Let's end the show on a very sexist statement, shall we? (laughs) Goodbye.